It's time now for Spears on Sports with John Spears, presented by M&M Carnage. And now, here's Johnny. Uh, thank you, Ed McMahon. Made it to a Friday. Welcome in Spears on Sports, presented by M&M Carnage. John Spears in studio. Good to be back. Was off the last couple days, taking care of some personal issues, but had to show up because got a six-pack. Right, final six-pack of the uh, of the season here. I don't do NBA. I'm not going to do baseball six-packs. Why? Why would I? Baseball six-packs, I might as well put a dartboard in here with team names on it just throw it at them. I mean, that's better than what you do now. Ouch. <laughs> Eminem Courage Hotline is open. Welcome to the show. It's Friday. Enjoy your fish today, March 24th. Eminem Courage Hotline is open, 384-1450. Please feel free to call and join in on the conversation today. 384-1450. Thornton's text line open as well, 502-414-1450. It's uh, getting a little warmer out, although the rain is nasty today. But if you're looking for an icy cold thirst quencher to keep your day going in the right direction, right now 32-ounce fountain drinks and smaller at Thornton's are only 89 cents. You heard that right, 89 cents. I still don't know why you'd get a small drink. If a large drink and you can pour it out if you want to, it's the same price. Yeah, it doesn't make sense to me. 89 cents. Come in today, grab a fountain drink from Thornton's, and hit me up on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Six-pack is coming, unsponsored still. Should we try to get a sponsor in the next five months, Scooter? I mean, not if you're going to give up on it. Give up on what? I'm going to do the six-pack whether I have a sponsor or not. I'm, I'm, I just don't know what to say, John. I'm really distraught because I thought there was going to be a six-pack all summer. Baseball six-pack? Yeah, I mean, I'd, it Come just on. seemed like a thing to do. Take the Yankees <laughs> and the Astros and the Dodgers. There's some fun things you can do with baseball. Over-unders? Yeah. Run lines? No. <laughs> no. I'm a true degenerate. I just need, yeah, I just need your advice. So. I'll be at the Yum Center tonight. Come join me. I wonder what kind of crowd we'll have for San Diego State versus Alabama and Princeton versus Creighton in the South Regional at uh, Yum Center. Here's what I want to know. I'm not sure to be very – I'm not sure uh, my traffic will be a problem tonight. I want to have a breakdown of all four fan bases with the caveat, caveat of all the public. From Louisville, that's going to be there as well, because you know there's a lot of people that are going that are just like Alabama's going to bring some people. Yeah. So Alabama. That. Do you uh, think? Do you think Louisville public residents will outnumber the other three fan bases? Uh, yes. Yeah. Well, yes. Not Alabama, but everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you got your tickets, you got your tickets. Mm -hmm. There are people in the city of Louisville that got their tickets months ago. Thinking and that so it would be Kentucky there. Kentucky might yeah. be there. Indiana might yeah. be there. Uh, you know, yeah, we're going to get tickets. Now you got them. If you're going to sell them, you're not going to make anything. You're probably, you're going to lose money. So if you don't have anything to do, dinner and a show tonight. Early dinner. First game at 6.30 at the uh, Yum Center tonight. Um, looking for baseball today. Louisville, Notre Dame on the ACC Network at uh, 3 o'clock. Is it here? No, it's in uh, South Bend. I was about to say, they're not playing if it's here. Yeah, in South Bend. 3 o'clock today, Louisville-Notre Dame on the ACC Network. Speaking of Louisville Athletics, women's basketball tonight. They knocked off uh, Texas in Austin. Cards back in action tonight. 10 o'clock. Take your no-dos. They're in Seattle, so it's only 7 there. Uh, 10 o'clock start time in Seattle. 
the Seattle Four region. I don't even know what that means. There are two regionals. There are four regionals. Two of them are in Seattle. Two of them, I think, are in Greensboro. So Louisville is in Seattle. They will take on Ole Miss tonight, an eight seed who upset Stanford last weekend. Uh, as a degenerate gambler myself, I did check the spread when I was at the betting parlor today. Louisville's a three-point favorite over Ole Miss. Here's the true test. Did you bet it? I did not. Okay. Then you're not a true degenerate. I did not, but I wanted to know. Uh, by the way, Louisville, here's the stat of the day for you. Louisville has won four straight Sweet 16 games by an average of 18 and a half points. Sheesh. Jeff Walls, get some ready for the Sweet 16. All right, last night had some great basketball. We had two great games, an over our first overtime game of the tournament. We had a come-from-behind win, uh, and we had a blowout. But there was some fun, fun basketball last night. Kansas State is probably the story of the tournament. You got, as Cal would call him, the little guy. Played good. Marquise Noel. Noel, right? yeah. Uh, 20 points, 19 assists, and NCAA tournament record for assists in a game. He does carry – okay, let me grumpy old man it for you. He carries the ball all the time. Everyone does, John. Everyone does. It seems more blatant to me. It seems more blatant. He had 27 against Kentucky last Sunday, 20 more, 19 assists. He's just, he's from Harlem, playing in New York City, and Keontae Johnson, who was preseason player of the year at Florida in the SEC before he collapsed on the court, could have taken a $5 million insurance settlement from the NCAA and never played again decided against it, portaled his way to Kansas State, and here they are. Bet on himself. Unbelievable story. Mm-hmm. Both of those stories, unbelievable, because Noel's listed at 5'7". There's no way. Yeah. he. When you're listed 5'7", behind the curtain here, you ain't 5'7". I'm listed at 5'5 five, five and three quarters, and I bet I'm taller than him. I bet you are too. But, look, the carrying of the ball, palming – Notwithstanding, he's been the story of the tournament. He's been unbelievable. Here's the thing. You feel like Kansas State is a, a, a what do you call it? Cinderella. Mm-hmm. They're, the three, Not really. they're the three seed. Yeah. I don't really feel like Michigan that. Michigan State was the seven. Kentucky was the six. Obviously, they beat a 14 in their first game. They haven't beaten a higher-seeded team yet. So why are they a Cinderella? Yes, they were a slight underdog against Kentucky. Yes, they were a one-and-a-half to two-point underdog against Michigan State. But they're not a – why do they feel like a Cinderella? They do. Why do they? Is it because of the five-foot-two point guard? Is it because Keontae Johnson almost died on the court? Is it because they were picked last in the preseason in the Big 12? They have nobody on the roster that started their career at Kansas State? I mean, there's a lot, there's a lot to unpack here. I mean, I think if anything, which I mean, I said I don't, I don't view them as a Cinderella, and, yeah. and maybe you, maybe some people do, and, and it has They're to be favored tomorrow, by the way. Okay, it has to be for the reason that they were picked last in their conference, and if you look at the two teams they've beaten in the last two rounds, Kentucky, Michigan Historically, State. Historically, 
yeah. relevant team. Yeah, you you don't think Kansas State would match up with teams like that, but and they, they beat could, them both. And they could have lost either game. Now, let me ask you this. If Princeton finds a way to win well, tonight, that's Cinderella. they become the story of the tournament that, over Kansas State, right? Ooh, I don't know. No? I don't know. Uh, they're playing Creighton. They're not playing Duke, Carolina, Kentucky, Kansas, you know. Yeah. Michigan State. But I mean for a 15 to get to the Elite Eight. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's I in the last three tournaments, we've had six teams ranked ninth or lower get to the Elite Eight. Mm-hmm. That's a, and St. Peter's did it last year as a 15. So yeah, St. Peter's was the big Cinderella. I guess they would be the big story. Yeah. They would be the big story. I I would think it's so. Hard. If Kansas State beats Florida Atlantic tomorrow, which they're favored to. They're still, in my opinion, because of the storylines, they're still the biggest story. Princeton, eh, you know what? We're an Ivy League school. We're bu- the coach was playing when Princeton beat UCLA in the tournament. He was playing for Princeton. Now he's he's lived in Kentucky, coached in Kentucky before. He's back in Kentucky. That's a nice little story. But name me one Princeton player right now. Yeah, couldn't. Can't do it. No. Everybody on the planet knows who Marquise Noel is right now. Sure. And eighty um, percent of the people know who Keontae Johnson is right now. What if Florida State or Florida State? What if Florida Atlantic ends up beating them? There then they're go. the story. They take it. They they uh, hand it off to them. Yeah. Because Florida Atlantic never won a tournament game till this year. Well, I couldn't name a single one of their players either. Uh, I can after last night, John L. Davis. Oh, there you go. Because I watched okay. that game last night. It's always fun to watch the Big Orange suck, <laughs> and in that second half. I, look, the teams that I said earlier this season I did not believe in, for the most part, are gone. UCLA was better than I gave them credit for. They were. They were. Top 20 in both offensive and defensive efficiency. They were better than I thought. But they're still gone. I didn't believe in Virginia. I didn't. I got to the point where I didn't believe in Purdue. And I did not believe in Tennessee. They can't score. And I said that all year. Even when Ziegler was playing, they can't score. They are going to come up against a team that does score, even against their good defense. And that's what happened the second half last night. 40-28 to 28 was the Florida Atlantic advantage in the second half. And the Owls, they've won 34 games. Mm-hmm. I heard, uh, uh, I think it was Seth Davis today, said, here's the thing about a team like Florida Atlantic. They get used to winning. And there's something to be said for winning all the time. You get used to it. You you think you belong. And their coaches said, we are not a, a Cinderella story. We belong here. Well, do you remember my take after the selection show in Florida remember, Atlantic? I don't remember what I had for breakfast. So you see all the teams during the selection show, and I had brought up the point that Florida Atlantic, when the camera went on them, they just, just sat, there. sat there, they yeah. clapped. I do it, remember a business that. trip. I do remember that. And now look at them. Uh, by the way, Kansas State beat Michigan State 98-93 in overtime. What a great game. And A.J. Hogard, he was so good. It was a shame was, yeah. somebody had to lose that game. Um, Best game of the tournament so far? I think so. Mm-hmm. I think so. Although Gonzaga-UCLA yeah, later that night. It, yeah. That was a great night. Uh, because, because those two games were not at the same time, that made it a great night. Because Arkansas-Connecticut, didn't have to watch that one, really – Tennessee and Florida Atlantic, that was sort of a dud, even though, I mean, Tennessee was up, they lost by, they're up five at halftime, it's 27 to 22. Under anybody? 
I the other it. three games went over, by the way. I took it. Yeah. I did the John Spears special. Undered, first half undered every game. Of course, uh, it went one and three. I didn't say that didn't work out. No, it didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Much like your parlays. <laughs> I will have you know. Just, just I wasn't going to bring this up. But you just struck a nerve. Uh, I had two parlays this weekend. Nice. I bet unders. Nice. I bet the unders. I went against my own. Now, full disclosure, four team under, four team under. Yeah. I took all eight of those games and bet an eight team over just in case. <laughs> um, but I, I bet four, four team unders and hit two of them. So, unders been unbelievably incredible in this tournament. It and has I been. went back to the old school last night. I, I just can't do it. I bet all four over. So almost I'll, happened. I almost happened. You know, Tennessee, and that Tennessee, the Tennessee over under was one twenty eight and a half. Come on, come on, balls, <laughs> roll out of bed and hit a shot. <laughs> Fifty five is what Tennessee put up, and as I mentioned, twenty eight in the uh, second half. Twenty, they gave up forty though. That that vaunted Tennessee defense, and when the you could see it coming, when Florida Atlantic hit a couple of threes in a row, there you thought, now they believe. Because it looked like early they didn't believe that, they, oh, my gosh, the big bad SEC. The coach said it was going to be a rugby game. They're pushing us around. Tennessee went down to big old ugly Plopsich early in the first half a couple times, and he scored. He got a, a flagrant elbow later in the game, which was well warranted. Um, you know, they, who, can't, they can't score. Who do you like least, Plopsich or Vescovy? Plopsich. Vescovy, if you're a Kentucky fan, He's so irritating because he shoots great against Kentucky and he doesn't shoot great against anybody else. True. But he's a flopper. He's a flopper. Ah, Tennessee. Tennessee <laughs> and Duke, neither one of them's alive, and they, they played each other. So Couldn't one of them had to win that game, and then the other one lost. Couldn't happen to two nicer schools. Isn't that the case? Uh, A.J. Hogarth, I mentioned, he had 25 for Michigan State. Joey Hauser had 18. Um you know, and Noel almost won the game at the end of regulation. He had a layup that he got to the rim, and it finally got challenged. I think Malik Hall got a piece of it. But uh, Kansas State wins that one, 98-93. Florida Atlantic, 62-55 to over Tennessee. John L. Davis had 15. Tennessee, 33.3% from the field. They were 6 of 23 from three. And only made seven out of twelve free throws, so this is what everybody had in the East Madison Square Garden, Florida Atlantic against Kansas State. Woohoo! Six thirty on Saturday, on uh, I guess CBS. Although I'm not sure, Kansas State is a two point favorite. Be a good game. Who do you like there? I like Florida Atlantic. I think they keep it rolling. That'll make it easier to pick my six pack. There you go. <laughs> All right, let's take a break. We'll uh, get uh, talk about the West. Yesterday, we had a blowout, and we had arguably the best game of the tournament there. A little baseball on the way. NBA is coming to a close. Baseball starts in nine days. That's the beauty of sports. When something goes away, something else shows up. We'll Wouldn't it be break. six days? Six days. Yeah. What did I say? You said nine. I said nine days. You're still on Monday. It's okay. Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X.
Talk Sports presented by Eminem Cartage, John Spears in the studio. The official introduction, Justin Kalen, Scooter Dingus on the other side of the glass. I might as well, I mean, you talk as much as Ed now, so I might as well. I don't derail continue. the show, though. You don't hijack the show. Talking about uh, your wife uh, 24-7. No, you don't do that. <laughs> Mrs. Peak. Mrs. The, gra- the lovely Mrs. Peak. I went to get my press credential yesterday, late afternoon, mm-hmm. uh, because, I mean, you got to go get it, but. Ed had told me that Mrs. Peak was in charge of handing out the press credentials. She was nowhere to be found. Whoa. And I said, uh, hey, uh, talk to my buddy Eddie, where's, where's uh, Patricia? said, apparently she couldn't uh, couldn't get off work. I think maybe she just told Ed mm. she was going to be down there. Seems like a miscommunication and, issue. And uh, just had a six or seven hours on her own somewhere else. I don't know where, <laughs> but somewhere else. Uh, golf, the World Dell Match Play Championship. Scooter, did you bet all your guys? I did, yeah. Your Rob, three guys are Rob's, John Rahm, who's yep. one and one. He lost to Ricky Fowler on Wednesday. Saw that. Uh, but he has a chance today. He's playing Billy Horschel today. If he wins that, I think he he's at least going to be in a playoff to get in the Final 16. But your other two, Rory McIlroy yesterday. Did you see the shot on 18? I didn't. Par 4, 18, drive three feet from the pin. No way. Yeah. It's reachable, Three obviously. 375-yard drive to three feet. You're going to look it up, aren't you? How does a guy that little hit Incredible. that far? I just don't understand it. Uh, and the guy he was playing, it was Denny McCarthy. Kind of looked like <laughs> yeah, it was, it, the match, I think, McElroy was one up going to 18. And Mac, Denny McCarthy looked like there's no way that ball's as close as I think it is from here. Did he finish three up? Two up. Well, he was one. Now, let me ask you about Danny that McCarthy scoring. just said, well, I guess I better hold this. So <laughs> make sure I got this correct. So when you see a golfer and they win five and three, mm-hmm. that means they were up five with three left? Yes. Is that what that means? That okay. means they, they went up five on uh, 15. Right. So they were up four. So mathematically impossible mathematically for the other guy impossible. to come back. Yeah. They were up four. They, went to, they won 15, so now they're up five, but there's only three holes left. And then your other guy is uh, Scotty Scheffler, which that's not a bad pick. He's doing pretty good. Now, me and my buddies, we put up some uh, some green and decided to pick six golfers, uh, three who are already eliminated without even playing today. <laughs> Victor Hovland, 0-2. Uh, Zala Torres, 0-2. And we got another guy who's teetering. But we got Cantlay, who's 2-0. He's got to beat Brian Harmon today. He was down one earlier. Uh, we got Shoffley, who's two and zero, and we got Cameron Young, who's two and zero. I did make a bet on Shoffley as well to finish in the top four. So you know we got those those guys to win the tournament. That Rory shot's absolutely incredible. You saw it, huh? Absolutely incredible. I mean, it just kind of cra- I thought it was going in for you know a few seconds there until it just sort of peeled off. But that is wild. And that, and the opponent is going really, yeah, really. That's what I got to deal with. <laughs> So that will continue today is round three, the final uh, in the pool play, and then they'll go to the Sweet 16, ironically. I haven't watched any of it. I'm going to have to tomorrow. tune in today. Oh, it's great. Well, you're not playing today. Nope. Four Unless to you have a uh, floating golf ball, you're not playing today. Four to six inches of rain. Play. Crazy. All right, uh, back to college hoops. Why not? In the West yesterday. Uh, the first game was a uh, stinker. UConn 88, Arkansas 65. I guess Eric Musselman put his shirt – he might have put a sweatshirt on over his shirt uh, <laughs> as bad as Arkansas played. It was 46-29 at halftime. 
And we can talk about how bad Arkansas played, but what you really need to focus on is how good Connecticut might just be. They are playing great basketball. They're the four seed, or they're the the uh, yeah four seed in the West. They're now the third pick to win it all at plus five hundred, right? Plus five hundred. And, and you I, like that? And I like that. They are. They got uh, Gonzaga tomorrow. That'll be a challenge. Tough game, yeah. But they're favored. Connecticut's two point favorite over the Zags, and and this is a bad matchup for Gonzaga because. Drew Timmy, who's great on the offensive end, he had 36-13 and 13 last night. He doesn't play any D, and UConn's got a couple of big guys in there that are going to make life very difficult on the Gonzaga big man. Gonzaga's going to hope this game is 90-88 to 88 because if it's 70-68, to 68, they lose. They're, they're, they're not going to – they're going to have to score 90 to win this game. Let's put it that way. I know Alabama's the favorite, so who's second? Houston, if you call, oh, okay, that makes Houston's sense. Houston's yeah. number two, and then uh, UConn's five to one. What's Houston like? Four fifty. Three ten was Alabama. I think it's like three fifty. Oh, that close. Okay, three sixty, something like that. But remember, the final four is in Houston. Sure. So if the Cougars can win tonight, uh, they're seven and a half point favorites over Miami tonight, and then uh, beat the, the whoever comes. It's going to be Houston and Texas, I think. Sunday in the uh, final of the Midwest region in Kansas City. How good is that going to be? And the winner, for a chance winner to go to, to go to Houston yeah. for the final four. That's awesome. Uh, so Connecticut 88, Arkansas 65. That game was over before halftime. Jordan Hawkins, a name you might not know, had uh, 24. Adam Adama Sonogo, 18 points, 18 rebounds for UConn. They will play the Zags. That game last night. Did you stay up late enough? I know you got early no. early rise. Yeah, no, I did not. This downstand roll call guys run you ragged. They do. But that, the good thing is I get to stay up late tonight. 79-76. Gonzaga led by nine. Led by ten. With two minutes left. Under under a minute. Oh, really? In a 41-second span, UCLA outscored. They led by eight. UCLA outscored Gonzaga 10-1 to one to take the lead. Uh, it, it was a couple things here, a couple three point plays where I'm, and look, I got Gonzaga to win it all at, at uh, 22 to one about three weeks ago. So I'm, I'm invested in interest here. Two, three point plays where I'm just yelling at the TV alone in my basement. Don't foul guard the three. If they get inside the three point line, let them go. They fouled twice on layups, three-point plays. And then a three-ball by Bailey gives uh, UCLA the lead with 10 seconds to go. Gonzaga runs the old uh, national championship Villanova play where the guy dribbles up, turns, and pitches it back to Mm -hmm. a trailer, and he shot it from the logo. I like to call that the Christian Watford play. I bet you do. But this this one was dead in front of the basket. I mean, top of the key. And even it was at the logo. And – Strotter, Julian Strother, the three-pointer with 7.2 seconds left, gives Gonzaga the two-point lead. Tiger turns it over at the other end, uh, and they foul, and they, they win by three. But here's another thing they did. that there's So did UCLA have a shot at the end to tie Okay, it? okay. That's where I'm going. I gotcha, okay. There's 1.1 to go mm-hmm. when uh, Strother goes to the free throw line. They're up two. Uh, they're up two. Yeah. 
He misses the first one. Double bonus. UCLA has no timeouts. You're up 78 to 76 with 1.1. What do you do? I make it. No. Yes. No. Yes. No, and it almost burnt them. He did make it. Okay. UCLA got a shot. They got no timeouts. Keep that in mind. Tony texted me. Tony Burke texted me. Miss this? I text back, absolutely. He makes it. If he misses, Scooter, hear me out before you shake your head. Quit shaking your damn head. (laughs) (laughs) There's 1.1. If he misses, they're still up two. I know a three beat you. I get it. UCLA has to get a rebound and throw a length of the court shot up. They don't have time to pass it and shoot it. I guess it depends on where did their shot come off the inbound. Inbound, threw it to half court. He pitched it to the right, and the runner from uh, Tiger went off the rim. Yeah, I mean, so you're going to get a better. You miss the free throw. You're going to get a better look on the inbounds play. You're in charge of the the audio here uh because I can't do anything if you turn my mic off. (laughs) But I'm going to tell you, you're wrong. No, I mean, I, I, I'm not. I'm not disputing that at all. I just don't know how that makes a whole lot of sense. If if you miss it on purpose, you're susceptible to being beat. Whether they have, they I know have it's. A I know it's not going to be. Million shot. I know it's not going to be a great look, John. But if you get that free throw to drop, it's not going to be a look. You can't get beat. It's not going to be a look. It's going to be a heave. Sure, you can. You can get beat in overtime after they make a three. Uh, if that's all, I mean, then you need a stronger mindset the going into overtime. Stronger mindset is yeah. you take all your guys off the line. You put them at the at the three point line of of your own three point line. I'm not even getting anybody back because when they get the rebound, they don't have time to throw it to midcourt. When they take it out of bounds with the clock stop, they have time to throw it to midcourt, and that's what happened. No, I get that. And it I mean, almost cost them. E- either way, you're going to need a lucky shot to beat you. Well, it wasn't or that tie lucky. It. it was a nice looking nice looking stroke from but Tiger. Did it go in? Uh, he, I think he, it like backboard rim. So this is all null and void. We're talking about this for nothing. No, we're talking about it because, <laughs> by God, do the right thing, coaches. Uh, I think everyone's different, though. I mean, I thought they, I think they did do the right thing. Well, you won, so it's easy to say we did the right thing. <laughs> but if that three goes in, I promise you, and they lose, Mark Few is killing himself today. He's killing him. Probably so. Uh, 79-76 was the final. Strother finished with 16-10. and 10. I mentioned this earlier. Drew Timmy had 36 and 13. Jay Wright said yesterday in the pregame that uh, Drew Timmy is one of the top players to ever play college basketball. Hmm. And I rewound it and listened to it again because I couldn't believe it came out of Jay Wright's mouth. Go through the history of college basketball. I mean, you could maybe make a case for top 25. I don't know if he's in the top 100. I mean, we're talking about the history of the game. Drew Timmy's been great at Gonzaga. He's got some of the best footwork you're ever going to see. He doesn't play any defense, but he is he he's a team leader, and he scores a lot of points, and he gets a lot of things done on the offensive end. He's great. And, by the way, if he wants to come back, he's got a COVID year. He's already said he's not coming back. But he can. He can if he wants to. He, I don't know that his jumpers – it's like Oscar. I don't know if his jumper's good enough to play in the NBA. Uh, he hit a three early last night. It was the third, second one he'd hit in the tournament, but he only hit three in the regular season. He just doesn't take them. I was watching them the other night, and they kept showing his parents. And all only thing I could think about was, wonder what his parents think about that mustache. Um, that's part of his thing. But that I wonder mustache, what they truly feel about the it. The half a beard, 
Is it's, it? Uh, is it? Know. Is she like one of those moms that's like, Drew? That's so well, ugly. And he Shave also, that off. He also likes using expletives during interviews. That's true. <laughs> and he said his mom called him the other night and said, uh, "What are you doing?" <laughs> and he, that's eh, just who I am. Uh, Jaime Jaquez, did I get that right? Jaime J- starts with a J. I'm in, I'm I, I'm speaking English here. <laughs> Jaime Jaquez. His name is Jaime Jaquez. Okay, had 29 points, 11 rebounds. He's better than I thought he was. I think Tiger. Is it Tiger Williams? Campbell. Tiger Campbell is better than I thought he was. Bailey played well last night. Again, they could have won that game. Uh, they should have won. They they led by 13 at halftime. Uh, so I give Gonzaga a lot of credit, not only for winning, but just for getting back in that game last night. That was, and again, along with the Michigan State-Kansas uh, State game, that's two games of the tournament right there mm-hmm. last night. I don't think we're going to get that tonight. No? These spreads tonight, 7.5, 10, Seven and a half and four. So, I think we get that tonight. I don't think we do. One of these games is going to be I think, stupid close. I think where I'm going tonight, and I'm not, I'm not going to Kansas City. I think I'm in for a boring night. San Diego uh, State, Alabama. I don't think so. You and I have different opinions on that Princeton Creighton sure game. We sure do. I think you're in for a good one with that one. Hey, well, we'll put a little fish sandwich. The five you owe me. We'll put a little fish sandwich on on this one. Uh, Kansas City night, Miami, Houston. That's the early game. And then Xavier, Texas, uh, 1-5 and 2-3. So the seeds, at least other than Indiana, kind of holding up there in the Midwest. Uh, South, you got a 5 against a 1 and a 15 against a 6. You don't see that a lot. No. Uh, Alabama is a 7.5-point favorite. Um, The more they win, the closer they get to the title – the more the questions come from the media, I wasn't there yesterday. I went and got my pass, but I had to watch my grandson, so I didn't get to go to the press conferences. Boy, they're, they're not taking it easy on the Nate Oates in Alabama. Hey, it's, it's still there. The question about Brandon Miller and was it, you know, why are, why is this not an issue with, with you as a coach? These questions are all still there, and the closer you get to Houston – the more you're going to hear this stuff. And Nate Oates, quite frankly, from the tape I saw, looked a little frustrated with all the questions. But you better get get used to it. I mean, wouldn't you be frustrated? It's going to keep coming up. And then what happens with the football program is Nick Saban has to suspend a player. And I'm sure he didn't consult with Nate Oates. He probably didn't even realize Nate Oates had said this earlier, and he shouldn't have said it. Nick Saban said there's no such thing as wrong place, wrong time. I saw that. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Nate Oates had to be going, what did, what did he just say? Was that the kid that was driving like 147? 141 miles an 141? hour. 141, yeah. Jeez. Uh, there's no such thing as wrong place, wrong time. Have you ever driven over Yikes. 100 miles Nate an hour? Oates, Nate Oates would disagree with you, and he uh, coaches at the same university. That's true. Uh, I've been 90 and been scared to death. Yeah. I went, I went 110 once, and I said I would never no, do it again. You. Yeah, I can't Did imagine 30 mile an hour uh, faster. the car in the hotel here? No. You didn't see the car that went over the 2nd Street Bridge and hit the hotel across from the Yum Center? 2 a.m.? When was that? 2 a.m. yesterday, so what's that, Wednesday night. So the Yum Center, they're getting ready for the you know South Regionals coming. Fans are starting to show up. There was a high-speed chase from Clarksville, two teenagers, they crossed the second street bridge. It looked like they tried to. Take oh, a they right. hit that courtyard there. They hit the courtyard yeah, by Marriott. Yeah, I heard about the, it. I yeah. went to get my pass yesterday. And the car's still in the in the <laughs> building. Now these two teenagers were taken to the hospital. I hope they're okay. Yeah. I don't know 
the severity of the injuries. Um, but you, again, number one, you don't run from the police. Uh, I think it was a stolen car, mm-hmm. and they go and there's so I, I walk I ride by you, so people are taking pictures. There's a car stuck in the side of a hotel. Yeah, I kept meaning to look right up that article. From the yeah, I'm gonna have to look that up today. Uh, so hey, welcome to Louisville. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Alabama seven and a half. Creighton is ten. We'll ar- we're going to argue about this one after the break. We'll take a break. Come back. Finish things up for the week. Uh, talk a little Major League Baseball as well. It starts in six days. Yeah. Okay. Math has never been my strong suit. And a little NBA as well. You're listening to Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Check one, two. I'm just playing. Spears on Sports presented by Adam Cartage. John Spears in studio. So how quick I looked at you. Final segment of the week. We'll give you the unsponsored six-pack coming up shortly. Eminem Cartage Hotline is open, 384-1450 to join in on the conversation. Thornton's text line open as well, 502-414-1450. Shout out to my boy Middletown Mo. Uh, Notre Dame-Louisville weather forecast for baseball today, Scooch. You ready for this? I'm ready. A brisk 43 degrees. That means windy. Uh, expected for first pitch at uh, Frank Eck. I guess that's the stadium this evening. Snow tomorrow. Yikes. 3 o'clock, ACC Network, Louisville-Notre Dame baseball. If you're looking for something to do before your NCAA bracket gets uh, completely destroyed, if it hasn't already happened. Uh, UofL Notre Dame in South Bend tonight, 43 degrees for a late afternoon first pitch. Check it out. That'd be fun. I guess. <laughs> I'm not going. I'll put it that way. All right. Uh, Creighton and Princeton, we disagree highly. Creighton's a 10-point favorite. They had that six-game losing streak in the middle of the year. But, man, they've been really good ever since. They've been really good in this tournament the first two rounds. I know Princeton's got the win over Arizona. Uh, who'd they beat in the second round? Uh, Missouri, right? Oh, yeah, nice win over Missouri, a good Missouri team. Uh, I just think the, the glass slipper is, just doesn't fit anymore. It's time to take it off, and Creighton's played great. I'm giving the 10 tonight. You disagree. 10 just is so many. Oh, it's John. huge. You're, it's a big I'm, number. You're telling me that I can bet any team in the Sweet 16 and get – Double digit points. Yeah, I'm gonna give you Arkansas. That's just, that? it just, I don't know. To what me, happens? that's easy money. That's that's my bet of the day. Plus ten on Princeton. I, I'd love to try to talk you out of this, but I feel oh, like, you won't. I feel like it'd be deaf ears. You will not talk yeah. me out of it. Um, you could try, but I would not be successful. <laughs> that game, by the way, probably going to end about twelve. I'll be home about yeah. one tonight. That's a bad thing about these. Luckily, I'm not in Kansas City because that game, the second game, is probably going to end about 1230. Yeah, then you wouldn't get home until 430. Game one, Miami-Houston. Punchers shot here for Jim Laranaga's team. They are a 10.5-point underdog. They were in the Elite Eight last year as a 10 seed, Mm -hmm. if you remember. Now they're a 5 seed. Houston looked pretty focused here recently. I think they've got a shot. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think athletically, Miami's in a better position than Houston is. Good guard play. And Houston with... I mean, is Sasser 100% healthy? He's doesn't seem like 100%. it. Yeah, it doesn't seem like it. The question is, how good is he at whatever percent he's yeah. at? Mm-hmm. Uh, because he's still been pretty darn good. Um, Wong is great. 
Uh, the guard play for Miami is great, and Jim Laranega has proven over and over and over again, starting with George Mason, that he can flat-out coach. And then the second game, Xavier and Texas. Texas a four-point favorite there. This one's tricky. Xavier's looked bad against Kennesaw State. They looked great in the second round. Your Kennesaw State. My Kennesaw State Owls out of the Atlantic Sun. How do they look tonight? Texas has looked the part here so far, Scooter. I think Texas wins easy. I, I just, so we finally agree on something? If that's what you're going with, yeah. Yeah, I guess Sounds like it. Why not? <laughs> All right, let's do a six-pack. Unsponsored six-pack. Drum roll, please. And it's easy because we got four games tonight, two tomorrow, so that's what I'm going to pick. Nice. I have no choice in the six-pack. We'll start with the first game tonight in Louisville, South Regional, San Diego State. Winners of the uh, Mountain West Conference against Alabama, number one team in the country right now, favored to win the NCAA championship. They are seven-and-a-half-point favorites. I'm going to take the points here. San Diego State mucks things up. They play defense. They sort of remind you uh, of of Houston in that they they want to they're going to take 26 seconds off the shot clock. They're going to bang you around down low on both ends of the floor. Uh, can they run with Alabama? No, but if they don't have to run with Alabama, they stay in this game. I'm taking the seven and a half. I like that. I, I initially loved well, Alabama. I'm going to change it. I initially was all over Alabama, but yeah, I'm with you. I still for, think Alabama wins the game. Sure. Yeah. I still, I, I'm at the point now where I think they're going to win it all, barring something crazy. But my thing I'm is, is it doesn't seem like San Diego State should be able to cover. So that just seems like the thing that will happen. And their coach said after their last game, we don't care who we play. We're for real. You guys know it. Nobody outside of this locker room. You know how they put the camera in the locker room mm-hmm. now? Well, we. I guess everybody outside of the locker room knows how you feel now. <laughs> because he said, we don't care who the opponent is. We are going to come out and uh, win some basketball. Now, let's keep in mind, Virginia got beat in the first round. Mm-hmm. Well, San Diego State's only beaten a couple of d- double-digit seeds here. True. So, are they for real? Mountain West has struggled. We talked about that last week. Other than San Diego State. Mount West got four teams in, five teams in. Maybe five, yeah. And didn't do well. But I'm going to take the Aztecs there. All right, second game tonight, Princeton-Creighton. We know where we stand. I'm taking uh, Creighton, and I'm giving the 10. <laughs> you okay? You got a little gas over there? You all right? <laughs> um, think about your pick. Kansas City, Midwest Regional, first game, Miami and uh, Houston. You talked me into it. I'm taking the guard play of Miami to keep it close. I do think Houston wins here. Mm-hmm. Uh, puncher's shot for Miami, but seven and a half seems like a pretty big number. I could also see Houston winning this game by about 22. You just For what it's worth. Like anything I say. Man. <laughs> uh, you Texas, said I talked you into it. So that's kind of on you. You talked me into it, and then you want to go the other way. <laughs> I'm just saying I wouldn't be surprised if that happened. I'll take Miami in the seven and a half. And finally, uh, Xavier in Texas. I think we get bad Xavier tonight, and I think we get good Texas every night right now. That that Texas might be the most talented team out mm-hmm. there. So I'm going to take the Longhorns to uh, take another step towards Houston and win tonight, and I'm giving the four points. I agree with you on that one. Tomorrow, 6-0-9 in New York City, Florida Atlantic, the, uh, the other Owls. Um, 34 wins more than anybody in the country. They'll take on Kansas State and the Cinderella three seed. I don't know there was such a thing. <laughs> 
But the Cinderella three seed, the five foot two inch point guard who set the assist record last night, uh, talks a good game from Harlem, playing in his backyard in New York City. Yada yada yada. Keontae Johnson collapsed on the court a couple years ago. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with the Cinderella story here. I'm taking Kansas State against the other Cinderella story, Florida Atlantic. I'm taking Kansas State. I'm giving two. It's a low spread. Basically, is it's who do you think is gonna win? And I think the story is better if Kansas State wins, and sometimes you just go with that, and that's what I'm doing. I disagree. I, I think know. the sto- better story is on the other side. Give me the owls. It can't be a better story if I don't know any of the players' names, and I don't. Jonathan, Johnny, uh, John L. Davis. You know he, one. He was 6-for-6 six six from the line late in that game when they needed it to beat Tennessee. Finally, the last game, uh, Connecticut and Gonzaga, Connecticut, I like Texas playing as good as anybody right now. The Zags, I think it's a bad matchup for Drew Timmy. It's a bad matchup for Mark Few's team. Again, I think they're going to have to score 90 to have a chance to win, and I'm not sure they can do that against UConn. Um, I, I do not like either Hurley brother, Danny or Bobby. I'm glad when they lose. Now, look, don't get me wrong. I was glad they beat Eric Musselman last night. I don't like Eric Musselman either. But if Danny Hurley loses this game, I'll be pretty happy. A, because I don't like Danny Hurley, and B, I bet Gonzaga to win it all. But I'm going to take UConn, and I'm going to give the two because the four seed is a favorite over the three seed here, and Vegas knows what they're doing. Give me UConn. I'll go Gonzaga on that one. <sighs> You're going to owe me a lot of fish sandwiches. I am. So there's your six-pack. San Diego State, Creighton, Miami, Texas, Kansas State, Connecticut. Final, I know this makes you sad, final six-pack of the year. That's such You going to be all right? No, I'm not. What am I going to do next Friday? Am I going to pick six baseball games? Why not? Why not? Why not? You still got NBA going on next Friday as well. I will get into the you could, NBA. You could, you could take college baseball. The possibilities are endless. Tennis picks, golf picks. You are. You have a real problem. <laughs> Maybe I should just take over the six-pack. You, you know what? I, I have no problem with that. <laughs> Hijack the show, just like anybody else who comes in here. No offense to Tony. <laughs> or Ed, I guess. Um, all right. Orlando beating the Knicks last night, 111-106. Remember when the Knicks won 11 in a row and everybody was talking about, oh, look out for the Knicks. Yep. Yeah, that ended, that ended quickly. Uh, Paolo Bancaro, who's going to be Rookie of the Year at 21 for Orlando. Emmanuel quickly, 25 for the Knicks in a loss. Cleveland beat Brooklyn, 116-114. Cavaliers are still my long shot in the East. I mean, yes, the Bucks are the best team maybe in basketball. Yeah, the Sixers are good. The Celtics are unbelievably talented and capable. Cleveland is my dark horse in the East. I think they're just really, really good. Okie dokie. Donovan Mitchell had 31 last night. Evan Mobley, 26 and 16. Daniel Okoro hit a three with .7 seconds left to give Cleveland the win over Brooklyn last night, 116-114. Go Cavs. New Orleans beat Charlotte, 115-96. Brandon Ingram, first career triple-double. What? Former North Carolina Tar Heel had 30 points, 11 rebounds, 10 assists. He's never had a triple-double? Did I stutter? That is just mind-boggling to First me. career triple-double. Well, he's sharing the court with uh, you know all those Lakers he played with and Zion when he plays. That's wild. He's a good player. 
Jonas Valanciunas had 20 points and 19 rebounds to help Ingram and help the Pelicans, who are playoff bound. Clippers beat Oklahoma City 127-105. If you, if you missed it, and I wasn't around to tell you about it, Paul George got hurt again uh, earlier in the week and uh, probably done for the year, question mark, in all likelihood. But somehow the Clippers came out and won last night. Kawhi, 32. Shea Gilchis-Alexander had 30 for uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder. So we are in the final 10 games of the regular season in the NBA. The Lakers, who won two nights ago, needed that win. They're sitting in the 11th spot right now in the West. Uh, Man, I just don't know. Let me look. But the difference between the 4th spot and the 11th is a game and a half. Wow. Think about that. That's wild. That's almost impossible to do. Uh, right now, the Lakers, I'm, I misspoke because Oklahoma City lost last night. Now the Lakers are tied for 10th with Oklahoma City. Man, oh, man. This team is 36 and 37. My math tells me that's 73 games, so they got nine games left apiece. Um, if the season ended today in the Western Conference, Nuggets would be the one seed. Grizzlies, the two seed. By the way, John Morant came back. Did he? Had his counseling. He came off the bench. He played well on uh, th- uh, Wednesday night. And the coach says, we're going we're gonna to keep him on the bench for a while. He played well coming off the bench. I don't want to – we're going to take this slow. But you're the two seed. You can When you're the 10 seed, you can't do stuff like that. Mm-hmm. When you're the two seed, you can, you can do a, a few things like that. The Kings, your Sacramento Kings, folks. Three seed in the West right now. When has that happened ever? I don't think when in Vlade, my When Vlade played? I don't even think in my lifetime that's happened. De'Aaron Fox. They're good. Sabonis. Sabonis is going to get MVP vote. Have you ever seen a trade that worked out so well for both times, like the Sabonis and Halliburton trade? Well, it worked out, but where are the Pacers? That's true. I'm not sure it worked But Halliburton's out. playing really well. Halliburton's been great. But DeBontis Sabonis, he's MVP caliber. Mm-hmm. And that team is is they're 43 and 29, man. And they are they're five games ahead of the four seed. So they're pretty much locked in the, the three. They have a chance to catch Memphis for the two, but it, it really I don't think it matters. Suns are four. That's a dangerous four. Uh then you got the Clippers. The Warriors are the sixth seed. Now, when we get to the play-in, it's Timberwolves, Mavericks, Pelicans, Lakers right now. Now, that could all change in one night. But the Jazz are only a half game out of that, out of the play-in. They're probably they're the only other team that's uh, the Jazz and Thunder are the only two that are just outside that have a shot. Hmm. Um, LeBron got his ankle looked at, probably. Maybe the last couple games of the year. Bucks, Celtics, Sixers, Cavs, Knicks, Heat are the top six in the East. Uh, I don't think that's going to change. The Nets have a chance, but probably not. I'll see you Monday. We'll recap everything. Uh, Scooter will be bringing in free fish sandwiches with me <laughs> for me after his bad picks this weekend. Listening Spears on Sports. Thanks for listening. Eminem Cartage on the Big X. I heard it on the X.